Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what is up, my friend? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope your life is treating you good. Are you traveling? You're on the road today, maybe you're on a plane, you're in a rental car, you're at the hotel, maybe you're walking into the airport, out of the airport, walking off a plane, onto a plane, you're just sitting there, you're dealing with delays, you're dealing with turbulence, I don't know what you're up to right now, but uh, glad that you're here. We're going to be talking all about travel tips for speakers. So. If you joined us uh, recently, we had uh, part one of this series, and today we're going to be wrapping it up with part two. We have just so much to talk about and cover related to travel, so we had to break this up and make it a two-parter. So that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Hey, a quick reminder, if you haven't already, make sure that you register for a free online training that we do on a regular basis, teaching you all about how to find and book speaking engagements. So even if you're brand new, even if you're just getting started, you're not sure what you want to speak about. You're not sure how much to charge. Maybe that's where you're at right now is you're doing a lot for free and you're trying to figure out how do I go from free to speaking fee? And so we're going to teach you all about that. And to uh, register for that, you can go to freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. Register there. And uh, we'd love to uh, have you join us on an upcoming free online training. All right, let's get into it. Let's finish up uh, the second part here of uh, Travel Tips for Speakers, part two. Here you go. Enjoy. All right, we are back for part two, talking all about travel when speaking. And so in part one, let's just kind of recap here. You can go back and listen to that episode. Definitely do that, the uh, previous episode here. We talked about what to do basically before you book travel. So we talked about becoming a member of every travel rewards program, why that matters. We talked about number two, picking your preferred airline, hotel, and rental car and sticking with them, earning status, and why that matters. Uh, number three, we talked about transitioning into talking about when actually booking travel. We talked about to never book the last flight to an event. Number four, we talked about not booking non-refundable hotel rooms and why that matters. And then number five, we talked about do what's best for the client. So those are the first five items that we covered in the previous episode all about travel. Now let's talk about when you are actually traveling. What are some things that you need to do in this situation? when things go your way and oftentimes they don't go your way. So let's keep moving on. So we've covered our first five. Let's go with number six now. Number six is that travel rarely goes according to plan. Be flexible and always have a plan B. Travel rarely goes according to plan. Be flexible, always have a plan B. So when traveling, there are millions of little things that can go wrong. I've experienced lost luggage, delays, cancellations, weather issues, mechanical issues, crew issues. There are things that can 
and will go wrong. And so one of the biggest things that you can do is to not only remain flexible, but always start preparing your plan B. Become a savvy and aware traveler and notice when things may go wrong so that you can start to solve that problem before it becomes a problem. So if you have a connection that's a, a very short connection, start figuring out what gate you're coming into and what gate you're going out of. I do this a lot. I know, for example, if I'm traveling through Dallas, for example, I know that there are four main terminals, terminal A, B, C, and D, and I know how they connect to each other. And I know which is the quickest way. Is it quicker to go on foot or is it quicker to take the train between terminals? And so you want to start to be aware of some of those things whenever you're traveling. If you have a tight connection and it seems like your flight may be delayed, start figuring out what your other options. If I'm flying through Dallas and I miss my connection, what's my plan B? What's my next available option? Does that get me to the event or to wherever I'm going in enough time or do I need to start to figure out something else? If it looks like there's bad weather coming in, start figuring out other options. Be aware of those things before they become issues. So if you seem to be on the horizon, I'm generally, I'm already on the computer, I'm on my phone, I'm figuring out what my other options are. Can I get on a different flight? Can I get on a different airline? Can I fly to a different city? Can I drive there if necessary? That way, when something goes wrong, I'm not then trying to figure out my next move. I already know what my next move is because I've thought it through in advance. So when issues happen, especially with flights, the airline will do their best to help you sort of ish. And again, this is what we talked about in the previous episode, where if you have that status, they can definitely do a lot more to help you. But the more you can figure out ahead of time, the better. So you know your schedule better than they do. So if, if you come to them with options, it will make your life and their life much simpler. So if my flight cancels, I can show up and say, hey, my flight just canceled. Is it possible to get on this flight or this flight? And said, okay, if there's an option, those don't work? Can you get me on this flight? So I'm presenting options rather than just showing up and say, my flight just canceled. I don't know what to do. Can you just save my life? Like, don't do that because they're going to put you on the option that makes the most sense for them, not necessarily the, the option that makes the most sense for you. When taking flights, another rule that I follow as I always try to get one step closer, always try to get one step closer. So if a flight cancels, see what other options I can take that would at least get me closer to where I need to be. If I can make an earlier flight, I'll try to take that so I can get one step closer. So always look for options where you can at least get one step closer. So there have been times where my flight to an event was canceled, but I would start looking at a map, figuring out what are the other cities that are within a couple hours drive? Can I at least fly to another city that would at least get me one step closer that maybe I could then I could fly from there to the event. Or there are times where in the previous episode, we were talking about flights and going between hubs, going from one hub to another. And so there are times where I may be in a hub that's got a flight to, for example, let's just, I'll throw out a, a scenario here. Let's say I was flying through Dallas to get to an event in, let's just say in Denver. All right. I'm flying to Dallas to go to Denver. And so if I get to Dallas and my flight is canceled and I don't have any options to get to Denver, one of the things I may do is can I fly instead of to Denver, can I fly to Colorado Springs? Can I fly to, I'm trying to think what other, even if it meant like I have to fly to, I'm trying to think, Denver's not a great example because there's not a lot of major cities close. Anything else that is like within a reasonable drive from there, can I get any closer? Or sometimes instead of going from Dallas to Denver, can I fly from Dallas to Chicago? But because there's, if I get to Chicago, there's more flights available from Chicago to Denver. You know, so again, just start figuring out what those plan B options would be. 
All right, let's keep moving on. Number seven here. When traveling, number seven, this is really important. Don't get upset over things you can't control. Don't get upset over things that you can't control. When you travel, again, there are things that will go wrong. And unfortunately, 99% of them are going to be outside of your control. You cannot control the airline. You cannot control mechanical issues. You cannot control the weather. You cannot control traffic. You cannot control much of what happens when you've traveled. I know for me personally, I've traveled in blizzards multiple times, literally blizzards. I've been traveling with massive thunderstorms and tornadoes. I remember several years ago, I was speaking at an event in Galveston, Texas, and it was the day before a massive hurricane was going to hit. And so there are things like that, weather issues that don't go your way and you will be insanely frustrated and ticked off and pissed off and looking for someone or something to go off on. But you cannot get upset over things that you cannot control. Your attitude when traveling may take a crappy experience and turn it into a positive one. I mean, there's literally, there's no point in getting upset about things that you cannot control or you cannot do anything about. I've been in a lot of airports and I've seen a lot of people like lose their minds over stuff that they cannot control. But stay calm, stay cool, control your attitude, respond, don't react. Also, another reason is that when things do go wrong, be cautious of how you treat employees of airlines and hotels. Oftentimes, it's not their fault. They're frustrated too. They have highly stressful jobs with lots of angry people. Remind yourself that they are human too, that they can't control many of the same issues that you're frustrated about. You're frustrated about the weather. Do you think that that gate agent had anything to do with the weather? No, they don't. So don't go off on them because your flight got canceled. That's dumb. I've personally found just being nice and kind makes a big difference in getting help. Like tell them, hey, you're doing a good job. Tell them that the last guy who went off on them is a jerk and it's not their fault. Like treat people with kindness and respect. Not only is like that the right thing to do just as a human, but you oftentimes you're going to get better help that way. They're going to be a lot more likely to help you if you're kind and considerate and compassionate to the situation versus if you're being a, a jerk and a punk about something. So, so don't do that. So again, number seven here is don't get upset over things that you can't control. All right, next one, number eight. Number eight, if you are having travel issues of any kind, keep the client in the loop. Keep the client in the loop. So again, when issues happen, which they will happen from time to time, there's a big balancing act here in not causing a client unnecessary worry or panic, but also giving them adequate heads up when something is going terribly wrong. I'll give you several examples that come to mind here. For example, several years ago, I was driving to an event that was only uh, it was like an hour or two from my house, but partway there, I got a flat tire. And so I immediately, I contacted the client, said I would be changing it, would be getting it fixed as fast as I could, but just a heads up that I may be a few minutes late. And so I got the tire changed. I drove to a local tire shop. I asked them to go into like NASCAR tire changing mode, which thankfully they did. I was back on the road within a couple minutes. I literally showed up, walked right on stage within a few minutes of parking at the event, but they were able to stall a little bit and it worked out fine. The important thing though was to keep them in the loop the entire time. So I called or texted when I got the flat tire. I called them when I got the to the tire shop. I called them when I was back on the road. Just keeping them up to date so they can make adjustments on their end is really, really critical. I remember another time I was flying to North Dakota and I was flying in on the same day that I was speaking, which can be risky because again, you have very little margin and wiggle room. And so my initial flight out was delayed and it caused me to miss my connection. And so while I got 
on the next available flight that would get me there in time, it was starting to cut it really, really close in terms of schedule. So even though I wasn't supposed to speak until that night, I contacted the client that morning as soon as I knew I would miss my connection just to give them a heads up like, hey, this initial domino just fell. And because of that, it may cause a ripple effect that's going to affect my getting there tonight. But I want to give them as much heads up as possible. And so as a result, there were additional delays with the connection. And like the other example, I ended up getting there, dropping my stuff in my room and going right on stage. But the important piece was that I kept the client in the loop. They knew exactly what was going on. And so it wasn't an issue. I'll give you one other example. I was flying to an event a few years ago and I wasn't supposed to speak until the next morning, but my flights going to the event were having a lot of issues the, the night before. And so I continued to keep the client updated and told them my, you know, my backup plans along the way. And it came down to looking like I might have to drive something like six or seven hours through the night to get there. And I told the client, hey, that's an option. That's something I'm willing to do. And so I ended up getting a, a late flight and it worked out, but it's better to let the client know what's going on in the midst of it and what your options are or what you're looking into than to call them the next morning and say, hey, oops, by the way, there was a lot of bad weather. I couldn't make it there. I know the event's in an hour. Good luck. Like, don't do that. So while you're preparing your own plan B for travel, the goal here is you just want to give them enough time to come up with their own plan B in the event that you can't make it. So the important thing is not to stress them out unnecessarily, but to just keep them in the loop. If it's the type of thing where hey, I'm going to be getting, like, if I don't speak till tomorrow and my flight today gets in an hour later, that has no effect on the client. Like, so it really, it really doesn't matter. The only reason that you would need to really contact them and keep them in the loop is if it's going to be a situation where you're going to be significantly late, you may miss it entirely, something like that. That's the type of thing that you want to keep them in the loop on. All right, so let's go to the final point. This kind of leads into our final point, but it's this. Number nine, never miss an event. Never miss an event. Do everything within your power to be there, okay? I wanna drill this in your head. Never, 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 ever, never, 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 ever, never, 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 ever, 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 never miss an event. Now, thankfully, knock on wood, I've never missed an event as a speaker. I've had plenty of travel issues and challenges getting there, but I've never missed an event that I've been booked for. I remember one of the very first events I got hired for. I was supposed to fly out the night before. My flight got canceled. It was one of the last flights out, which again, lesson learned, don't take the last flight out, which we talked about in the previous episode. So my only option was to drive about eight hours through the night to get there. And so I rented a car and I started driving and I got to the event and I was exhausted, but I got there. I remember even a few years ago, I had a new speaker who uh, I was mentoring call me in a similar situation that his flight to an event the next day had canceled. He was out of options. And I was like, dude, you got to rent a car and start driving. He thought I was joking. I was like, no, you do not miss an event. You have to get there. I remember a few years ago, I was flying from Denver to Chicago. Denver and Chicago are coming up as random examples here. But I remember having to fly from Denver to Chicago. And then I had to drive a couple of hours into rural Illinois to speak. And there was this major snowstorm in Denver. And so we were delayed over and over and over and eventually took off, landed in Chicago. Something around, we got in like four or five in the morning. And so I got in my rental car. I drove a few hours to the place where I was speaking. I literally brushed my teeth in their parking lot. But you just don't miss an event. You do not miss an event. If you think you could miss an event, just know that you have done everything in your power to be there and that you can be straight up with the client. That The situation was genuinely, that's the word I'm looking for, 
genuinely outside of your control, but don't miss an event because you didn't try or because you had poor planning or because something else that you could control. Never, ever, ever, never, never, ever, ever miss an event. Do everything within your power to be there. And again, if you can't be there for some crazy reason, help them come up with a plan B so that you're not just like, hey, I can't make it, bummer, good luck. Start to figure out what some other options are. Start to figure out if there's other speakers that you know that would do a good job that would be in the area that could cover for you. Just look into some other options there so you're not just leaving them hanging, but do what you can to help them. But again, the goal here is do everything you can. If that means driving through the night and you're not sleeping so that you show up and you deliver that talk the next day, then be willing to do that. Never miss an event. Do everything within your power to be there. All right. So we've covered a lot of ground here in both of these episodes all about travel. Let's recap the nine points that we covered here. Number one, become a member of every travel rewards program. Number two, pick a preferred airline, hotel, car rental, stick with them. Number three, don't book the last flight to an event. Number four, don't book non-refundable hotel rooms. Number five, do what's best for the client, especially if you are billing travel separately, which again, I don't always recommend, but if that happens, make sure you do what's best for the client. Number six, which we talked about today, Travel rarely goes according to plan. So be flexible. Always have that plan B in place. Number seven, don't get upset over things you can't control. Number eight, if you're having issues, keep the client in the loop. Number nine, never miss an event. Do everything within your power to be there. There's a lot of stuff we've covered. A lot of this you'll kind of figure out as you go whenever you're traveling. But again, make sure that you have these things in mind. Make sure that you know that there's a lot of things that happen that are outside of your control. Have that plan B in place. Be prepared before you travel for issues that may come up and do everything within your power to be there. Never miss an event. All right, there you go, my friends. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, this is just just scratching the surface whenever it comes to travel. So we may do some other episodes in the future all about travel because it is such an important, such a key part of being a speaker. So hopefully this was uh, helpful for you. Hey, uh, as a quick reminder, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We always appreciate that. And uh, if you still have questions, if you need anything at all, if there's anything we can do to help you, support you in your journey to build and grow your speaking business, don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. We'll get you next time, my friend. You're awesome.